Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Unlimited NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Young, and tonight I'm here with my co-host, Owen Smith, as always. Uh, Owen, how was uh, week nine for you? Week nine was pretty good. Uh, it was it was it looked like a good slate of games. So I think some of the outcomes of the games were disappointing because, like, I mean, I mean, Chiefs Dolphins was probably not as high scoring as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Ravens Seahawks was a dud. Bengals Bills was largely pretty boring. Um, a few lived up to the billing, though. A few games that we didn't quite anticipate. Um, well, that we'll get to here in a bit lived uh, were were quite entertaining. So. Should be a lot to cover. It was a pretty eventful week in the NFL, and we are now at we are now officially at the season's I midway point. So it's a uh, half a season to go, and then we're on to the playoffs. But that that's a ways away. So we'll yeah. see what happens in this the second week, half of the year. This weekend was tough for me because I had my drill weekend this weekend, and uh, for military, and um, I missed like. College football Saturday and all of NFL Sunday. So I had to catch up on the highlights. So you had to study a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I wasn't near my phone, a computer, nothing like that. So, <laughs> but I'm pretty up to date on things. So I should be good to go. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So a team that had a very good week nine uh, was the Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely demolishing a, a pretty good Seattle Seahawks team. Not sure how good, but I'd say at least good. Seahawks team 37 to three. Uh, this just this just two weeks after embarrassing a, a good Lions team. I forget the final score of that game. Was it 35 six or something like of that regard? Uh, I forget the six. 38 six. Okay. Um, so that's two of the last three. It, hilariously enough, they were in somewhat of a close game against the Arizona Cardinals. So that that's just the NFL for you. Mm-hmm. A little bit of struggles against the worst team in the league or one of the worst teams in the league and demolishing two playoff caliber teams. That that's just it's the way the way it goes at sometimes. So Jack, it really begs the question. Sitting here going into week 10, halfway point of the season, are the Ravens the best team in the NFL at this moment? Ooh, that's that's a tough question because they've definitely you know inserted themselves into the top three at least you know. Oh, I would agree. Yeah, teams in competition with that are Ravens, Chiefs, Eagles, probably. I would say, yeah, I would say those are the three teams you could make an argument for. Like the Niners, not anymore. They haven't won in a month. Bengals, uh, maybe. The Bengals, maybe right now, but like. We have to look at the totality of the season. Yeah. They were just an abject disaster the first month of the year. Um, the Bengals are playing. The Bengals are playing as good as anybody right now. I, I put them in. I put them four. I put them in that high end conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I give you, like I said, I give you a lot of credit. You didn't give up on them when it would have, would have been very easy to um, mm-hmm. when they were one and three. Um, but here they are and they're five and three and they're, they look to be, they look to be back. So yeah, I put the Bengals in that conversation, uh, but I think they're just a tick below those other three teams. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but to answer the question, I'd say, no, I'd say there's, there are two right now. I'd say they're okay. Eagle, Eagle still. Um, you probably were in agreement with that. I'm pretty sure, but I, Yes, I still think Philadelphia is the best team in the league, even though their wins have not been as convincing as Baltimore's. Um, Baltimore is just two of the like the most dominating wins you'll see all year 
against good teams. The Eagles don't really have a win like that. Like, I don't know. I think their biggest win by point differential this year was against the Bucks back in week three. So it's, you know, and that was, it wasn't really a competitive game, but it was not, my God, it wasn't 37 to three either. Um, but I just think they have a higher ceiling than Baltimore does. Mm-hmm. Baltimore needs to play a certain way. Like they need to get ahead and get ahead fast, which they've been able to do in these last in these games against Detroit and Seattle. But like they don't have the personnel in their passing game. Mm-hmm. Like the receivers are better than they've been in recent years. Zay Flowers is a nice player. Um, I mean, o- I mean, hey, Odell Beckham caught a touchdown on Sunday. Uh, so, but like their receiving core. I mean, Mark Andrews is a good, very good, great tight end actually. But the, with their receiving core as a whole is nothing to write home about. Um, so when you, you get these high shootouts, when the other team is scoring in their defense, which I mean, they have statistically have the best defense in football, but if their defense doesn't keep the, doesn't keep the opponent consistently from moving the ball and scoring at will, I don't know if they're as equipped to like win those type of games as Philadelphia is. I would say they're number two. I would put them ahead of the chiefs at the moment, at this very moment, I put them ahead of the chiefs. I, I, so I'd go Philadelphia one. At this moment right now, Philadelphia 1, Baltimore 2, and then Kansas City 3. Mm-hmm. I think you bring, to wrap up this headline, I think you bring up a great point about the passing game because I was uh, thinking the same thing. I think this the thing that separates the two teams, right, is that passing game. It's the weapons. You know, you think, you think about the weapons that the Eagles have. They have weapons all over the field, and they just lost one of them. You know, they lost Dallas, Dallas Goddard. How long is he out Four weeks at least, I think that that's what they said. He missed he missed some time last year, and they mm-hmm. still were fine without him. So, like, I mean, it's not ideal. Dallas Goddard's one of the better tight ends in the league. Uh, who's their – I think their backup, Jack Stoll. if I'm not mistaken, is Nebraska, former Husker Jack Stoll, yep, I believe. He is. He's going to be their um, tight end for sure. Yeah, so, like, and they don't really use him much. He's more of, like, a blocking tight end. <laughs> so, yeah. it'll, it'll be more on A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith in that running game. Swift. Um, yeah. And Swift, yeah. So, but even then, like even without Goddard, like the the Raven, the Eagles personnel in the passing game is is better than Baltimore's, and they're more equipped to win those type of games. Baltimore's great though; like they've been very impressive, and they're far better than I anticipated them being before the year. Agreed. <laughs> All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna roll into our week uh, nine recap games. Um, and the first game that we're going to talk about, kind of a surprisingly good game, kind of a, a, a shootout there. Um, game of the game of the honestly might be game of the year so far. Yeah, definitely game of the week. Um, yeah. you had you had CJ Stroud just absolutely showing out. You know, the first time a rookie's ever thrown, I think, for that many yards in a single game. And, yes, and, and adding five touchdowns to that, it was just an overall extremely impressive performance by the team. And I don't think that for the Bucks side of it, you can really take much from the game. I mean, these are two pretty evenly matched teams. I'd give the Texans the edge at this point. But mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot to take from this game for the Bucks. I mean, they're just kind of a mediocre team right now, average team right now. Yeah, they yeah, the beginning of the year they're like you're like, oh, look at the Bucks. Surprising. And then they're kind of like trending towards how many expected they'd be going into the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't think they have a high ceiling at all. Whereas the Texans have a higher ceiling. They have 
they can make it to the playoffs and then they can they can maybe win a game or two you know I might be jumping the gun a little bit there. Yeah. But um, they're in a weakish division, you know, with, with the Colts, the the Titans, and the Jags. So it's going to probably yeah. be them, the Colts, and the Jags. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. For the Texans, I mean, they're just – their offense is firing all cylinders. And they, they have a lot of weapons too, you know, a lot of weapons that you haven't heard about, you know, with, with Nico Collins and Dell young, young receivers. Yeah. Yeah. So, however, (laughs) the Bucks defense needs to get its act together because I think the last two weeks, you know, versus, uh, uh, Houston and was it, uh, Buffalo? Buffalo. Yeah. Thursday night. A a minute ago. Shredded in the passing game. Like, yeah, it just, like, I don't know what's going on with their secondary, but they're just getting cooked, you know? And that's interesting to me because of, you know, the head coach is a defensive guy. So you would think yeah. you'd be able to, uh, you know, coach coach the players a little bit better on that side. But, yeah, th- those are my thoughts on the game and outlooks for both teams. Yeah, like, when you look at these two teams, like, I, I, the Bucks, I mean, they are what they are. They're mediocre at best, I think. No, I mean, like, they're okay. I mean, they're not – they're like they're a middle of the pack team. Mm-hmm. The Texans, I do not think, are going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to win eight games, which is a lot better than many people expected going into the year. Better than certainly better than they've been in the last three years or so. Um, but the story of this game, I mean, is obviously CJ Stroud. I mean, my goodness. I mean, this guy, he's, I mean, I think he's easily a top 10 quarterback in the league already, if not better. I mean, he threw five touchdown passes. I don't. What was his yardage total? Five. Four seventy. Four seventy. Four seventy. Okay. His completion percentage was like eighty percent, damn near. Just and of course, like to capital off was that final drive. You know, Baker Mayfield had a good game also. Like he he Mm -hmm. scored what should have been the get go ahead touchdown, throwing a touchdown pass to Kate Otten, their second year tight end. Stroud has the ball, not a whole lot of time left. Marches right down the field against what, what for up until the last couple of weeks was a good defense this season statistically, like it's nothing. Like he was playing seven on seven, fires the game winning touchdown to Tank Dell, and the Texans win. They're four and four. I do think you jumped the gun a little bit saying they could win a playoff game. I don't know about that. I still think they're a year or two away from being in that conversation. But it's very obvious they have their quarterback. D'Amico Ryan's looks like he was a good hire as head coach. This is a team with a bright future, which, you know, you cannot say about the Houston Texans for the last few years. Um, and they got their guy. And I I, I wish the Panthers uh, – I bet the Panthers wish they drafted C.J. Stroud first overall um, yeah. because Bryce Young has uh, struggled this year. I mean, I, the Panthers aren't exactly the best place to be in terms of talent, but C.J. Stroud is just unbelievable, and he's going to be – he just another great quarterback in the AFC. Seems like the AFC is all the great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more note on that. Uh, going into the season, me and my me and my buddies, we had a debate on who would you rather have to start your franchise, uh, Stroud or Young. Mm-hmm. And I went with Young. Yeah. Now, I, I'm regretting that decision now because clearly it's Stroud now, but. We'll we'll see how that 
transpires going forward. I think I would have gone with Stroud before the season. I was more impressed. I, I was more impressed with him mm-hmm. in college. I watched, but watching them both play in college. So like I Stroud being better than young is not surprising, but him being a top eight quarterback in the NFL already, you can make a good argument that, that I did not anticipate that mm-hmm. just half, one half into the first season of his career. Yep. Uh, moving into our second game uh, of, of recap, it was the uh, Eagles uh, last, outlasting the Cowboys 28-23 to 23, uh, at home. Uh, Owen, I'll have you start out on this one. Um, give me your thoughts on the game. Give me your takeaways from the game. Give me your Alex for both teams. All right, so the Eagles beat the Cowboys 28-23. The Eagles are now 8-1. and one. The Cowboys fall to 5-3. and three. Um, Look, I the game went not too dissimilar how I expected it to. Like I, I believe I predicted this beat the Eagles to win, but it to be a close win. I, I was impressed, Lart, for the most part, with how Dallas played in this game because there's been some instances where Dallas, with Dallas, as we saw earlier this year at San Francisco on the road against a high level contender, and they just like completely fall apart. They were in this game, and they could have won this game. Um, Dak Prescott, I thought played really well for the most part, uh, had some mishaps late in the game, most notably stepping out of bounds on that two point conversion. Um, you know, a couple plays late in the game or throwing, he threw it short of the end zone in the last play, um, had his chances to win. Couldn't quite come through, but I think for the most part played a, played a good game. Jalen hurts played well. Also, um, AJ Brown had another huge game. What was AJ Brown's style line? Did he go over one? He had that streak of like going over one twenty five. I believe he was under a hundred. Okay, but like he scored another touchdown. Devontae Smith scored a touchdown. I thought so. Watching this game when Hurts threw that touchdown to AJ Brown to put to put uh, to put uh, Philadelphia up twenty eight seventeen. I thought this is where Dallas is kind of like going to cave in and Philadelphia is going to win this game going away. Credit Dallas. Credit Dak. They stayed in it. They scored a touchdown. The big, the biggest play of the game, I think, was Dak stepping out of bounds on that two-point conversion. Because if he stays mm-hmm. inbounds and scores that conversion, it cuts the lead to three, and Dallas would have kicked a field goal on that final drive instead of instead of having to score a touchdown. Um, it was a pretty chaotic end to the game too, because Philadelphia, Dallas. The Eagles initially stopped the Cowboys with like a minute 17 left. And I thought it was over. Um, but Dallas, credit to them, credit to Mike McCarthy. Like they had all their timeouts, you know, good clock management there. Uh, so Philadelphia had the ball with a minute 17. They were very conservative. Three state runs, a big play, overlooked play. DeAndre Swift fumbling on third down. Uh, Philadelphia recovered the fumble. One of their offensive linemen did. I forget which one. He recovered the fumble. I mean, that could have been game. I mean, not game, but that could have put Dallas in prime position with more time on the clock to go and score a go-ahead touchdown. So that Dallas had the ball at like their own nine. And it was a crazy ending because Philadelphia did everything they could <laughs> to lose that game. There was a pass interference by James Bradbury. Hassan Reddick got called for roughing the passer on Dak. Um, a big play was Josh Sweat sacking Prescott. Um, and when Dallas had no timeouts left at this point, so that 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 really hindered their final drive. So I think these are two good football teams. Philadelphia 
won. They, they, they were the better team. They won. They didn't play particularly well down the stretch, but they found a way to win the game. They made enough plays at the end. Dallas, I think I feel better about Dallas now than I did before the game, to be honest with you, because they showed they could at least like compete with them. If they were to play, they play each other again week 14. But if they were to play in a playoff scenario, the game would probably be, probably be in Philadelphia um, based on the standings now that they can compete and potentially win that game because the Cowboys could have won that game. Um, but really good game. I think it was honestly the only like marquee game that really lived up to its billing this weekend. So, um, yeah, that, that that's kind of my 50,000-foot view of this one. Yeah, I think you've covered it pretty well there. Um, so I'll add just a few things. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you that I do feel better about the Cowboys now than I did last week. You know, the, the Cowboys have been quietly on a, on a good stretch, you know, uh, with the slowest start they had this year. But they've been improving week to week, and even though they lost – I think they showed, you know, a good performance and competed down to the very end. And um, I do think a, a, a stressor for the Cowboys right now is their running game. Their running game is not getting going. And, no. The, and Tony Pollard is not getting going. And I don't know if that's him just not being efficient or if it's the offensive line. It's probably a combination of everything, right? But I, I think the Cowboys miss – no, sorry to interrupt you. I think the Cowboys miss Ezekiel Elliott more than they, they thought they would because Tony Pollard's a very good back, but he's a change of pace back. I don't think this season, mm-hmm. now he could turn it around the second half of the year, but the first half of the season, he is not he this is his first year as like their workhorse running back, and he just has not been the same player he has been in the last couple of years. He's better than Ezekiel Elliott, but he he's more of like a he's more suited to be part of like a running back tandem instead of like a feature guy, like a Christian McCaffrey or Derrick Henry or a Nick Chubb when he's healthy, like that kind of, I don't, I'm not sure he's that kind of back, which is why Dallas's running game has struggled this season. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent agree. And I, I'm not sure if he can handle the workload going forward from, for the rest of the season. You know, what if his body's breaking down? What if he's hurt, you know? So maybe they have another back that starts to take some work from him. Maybe that might be smart, you know, to to handle his workload and and, and get get him some rest. You know, I'm sure he's tired and his legs probably hurt, you know, but he's out for eighty percent of the snaps, you know. So, yeah, I I just don't know. Like, I he he's he's a good player, but I'm not sure if he's a feature guy. So mm-hmm. I we'll see we'll see how the second half goes. As for the Eagles, like I said, I think they're the best team in football. They have the best record in football. They're eight and one, and I really don't think they've played their best, which says a lot. Um, but Two concerns with them. One is the injury to Dallas Goddard, which he'll be back this season, but he'll miss the Chiefs game. He'll he'll miss the Bills. He'll miss some big. Now they have they have their bye this week, so like that will help. You know that'll be like one less game he'll miss. I suppose he does have, to have surgery. He's what he does have to have surgery, but it's for a fracture. It's not for like a tear. Like yeah, a- so he will be back this season. Will it be. Later in the regular season or like the playoffs? Probably regular season, if I'd guess. Okay. So I think the Eagles dodged a bolt there because I think they can still function without Goddard. They did last year, but like all respect to Nebraska alum Jack Stoll. I mean, he's not he's not Dallas Goddard. You know what I mean? So like that's a concern there. What was that? 
he doesn't have the profile, you know. No, no. He, uh, but like my other concern with them is their passing defense still just. Mm, I don't know. Their passing defense is just not been great this season their secondary you think a secondary with Darius Slay and James Bradbury and now Kevin Byard would be better than this would not give up as many passing yards as they they have but like it, it's a concern I think they need to get that figured out at throughout this bye or else it's gonna it's not gonna it's gonna bite them in the playoffs because it seems like with Philadelphia and their defense if their pass rush doesn't get home like the, the opposing quarterback could throw for could have a good day passing. Dak did. Sam Howell did twice. So that's my only concerns with them at this point. I would agree. I would concur. Moving yes. to our third and final recap matchup of the week, it was the Bills and the Bengals. And I'll start off by giving my thoughts on this one. Um, feel like kind of like a sleepyish, you know, Sunday night football kind of game, kind of slow, kind of a slugfest, which was. Interesting because I watched the first drive that the Bills had. Really good drive, but uh-huh. perfectly. Like they went right down the field. Um, they had a big play to Diggs for 40 yards. Um, so you didn't think, you thought it was going to be a shootout. You thought it was going to, oh, here we go. Points going to be scored out, out the wazoo. <laughs> but it, it, it kind of slowed down after that. And Josh Allen started turning the ball over like usual. And, and the defenses start getting traction. And, Meanwhile, the Bengals' offense is finding its rhythm. They're finding they're finding their hot hand. They're spreading the ball around. They're getting the run game going just a little bit. Um, Joe Burrow's back, you know, and they just kind of, like you said, with the, the Eagles, they kind of just found a way to win and 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 shut down the the, the Bills and. I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the Bengals to this point. I, I kind of forecasted this. I kind of saw it coming because the Bengals do this every season, you know, <laughs> and I just had a good feeling about them because I know they have a really good head coach, really good quarterback, top-tier wide receivers, and they have a competent defense. And sometimes that's all you need these days in the NFL. And, like, look at look at the Chiefs. They they were that exactly. They probably had a little bit a little bit better of a defense, but they had outstanding playmakers, great coach. Maybe we could see the Bengals making a run now and and finishing, you know, five and two or six and one, you know. I think yeah. that's very very on the table, not looking at their schedule, but I, I like the outlook for the Bengals. As for the Bills, um I'm not ready to panic on them just yet, but I'm getting closer. The, the yeah. stove is getting hotter, you know? Yeah. I think Josh Allen's turnover problems are a lot more magnified now because of their defense. Because last year and years in past, Josh Allen would turn the ball over, and what would their defense do? They would lock down, they would lock in, and they would get the ball right back for Josh Allen, and he'd go score. I don't think that's the same this year. I think their defense is a little bit more leaky. I, th- I still think they're a top-half defense, you know, top 15, top 10. But I, I'm worried about Josh Allen's turnover problems. I don't know if he's 100% healthy. You know, they have good receivers. They have, the running game is not good. So I don't really know where I'm at with them. I'm not ready to panic, like I said. I still think they're a fringe playoff team right now, but they could easily, easily increase their stock if they figure it out. But 
I don't think they're going to completely fall off into, you know, uh, pick your team Titans territory or, 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 oh, no. or you, you know, Colts or anything crappy, crappy AFC team, like the mid AFC teams. Yeah. Yeah. They're not there yet, but no, 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 no. I think you covered that perfectly well. Um, I'll start off with the bills. So they're five and four. They, I, I agree with you. I'm, I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I just, I still think they're a playoff team. I'm not ready to like give up on them yet. With that said, if they lose to the Broncos on Monday night, mm-hmm. I'm giving up on them. It's over. I pack it in. Um, so they're next. So here's the rest of the Bills schedule. They play the Broncos next Monday night. They play the Jets in two weeks. That's like the late afternoon game. Week 12, they play the Eagles. So like that, they probably go two and one that stretch. It's the games in Philadelphia, by the way. And then is their and then is their buy. So I think if they can go to their buy at seven and five, I think that's a win. They need to beat the Broncos and they need to beat the Jets. They need to win those next two games. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Allen, so he threw another pick in this game. He's tied for the league lead, and he's thrown nine interceptions this year. Um, he's tied for the league lead along with Jimmy Garoppolo, Mac Jones, and Sam Howell. Not ideal company to be in if you're Josh Allen. He's obviously still really good. He, I think Allen's a top three quarter, top three to five quarterback in the NFL. He's a great, great, great player. He's top three, um, top three for sure. I think, I think he is too. I think him, you know, you throw Lamar Burrow in there. Um, yep. Obviously, Mahomes is Mahomes is first. Um, but like Allen, that's the thing. Like that's his issue. Like it, it kind of like kills their momentum because like when he threw that pick to former another former Oscar Cam Taylor Britt, uh, he it was like it was, like, it was a one score game. Like mm-hmm. the Bills, like they they went right down the field at will in their opening drive, and then this was like their third drive of the game. I want to say, and he throws that pick. And the Bengals, oh gosh, don't I? Did, did the Bengals score off of that? What did they do with that? I think they got a field. I think they got a field goal. Yeah, I yeah, don't. Still, plays still, up. that that extended their lead. Like that kind of stuff can't happen. It was a terrible throw. He just yeeted it into a, into a cover <laughs> receiver. Um, their defensive injuries are really magnified. They missed Tredavious White and they missed Matt Milano, uh, Daquan Jones also. So, like, their defense is not nearly as good as it has been in years past. Like, for the Bengals, I mean, I I feel like a dope for panicking on them. Even though, <laughs> you know, I don't know about that. Because they were 1-3 and, and they lost by 24 to the Titans. So, I think it was reasonable. But, like, they're back. Joe Burrow's back. And I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the AFC Championship game again. Um, because they, unlike the Ravens, they've shown they could win in the playoffs. They're the only other team, other than the Chiefs, they're the team that I would least like to play in a playoff game. So, like, not much needs to be said for them. Like, they're five and three. They have a big game against a suddenly marquee game against Houston next week. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, but I think this game is more about the Bills, and it, it's time to, uh, it's time to get going. Like, but they're five and four. I'm not giving up on them yet. But like I said, I'm mm-hmm. getting much closer to with it. Well, that's it. Let me present before we move on. One question. Okay. Let's say the Bills hypothetically, let's say they go 10, 9 and 8, 10 and 7. They squeak into the playoffs as like this seven seed. 
They lose in the wild card. Does Sean McDermott get fired? No. If they make no. it in the playoffs, I don't think that he gets fired. Okay, so I all think, right. Oh, I think that you if they miss the playoffs. They go nine and eight and they yeah. miss the playoffs. Do you think he's gone? Yes. Okay, I, I would agree. I, I think if they miss the playoffs, they I think there's a real chance he gets fired. I think if they make the playoffs as like a seven seed and lose, I think they they <laughs> How many times have you seen the coach be fired on a team that made it to the playoffs? Not very often. Uh, the last one, I think, was Mike Munchak with the Titans back in 2017. Oh. And they won a playoff game. They beat the Chiefs. It was the year before Mahomes became the starter. They beat the Chiefs in a road playoff game. They went to New England and got blown up by the Patriots, which is not surprising. And they fired him. They hired Mike Vrabel. So it could happen. We'll see. Um, but – like I said, the Bills need to win. The Bills, these next two games are must wins for Buffalo. All right. So that kind of wraps up for week nine. We're going to give out our awards, our players of the week. Um, Jack, you're the host of this podcast. Um, I think the player of the week is pretty easy. So I'll let, I'll let you, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you make the layup. Why don't you go for it? I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's a no brainer. It's, it's CJ, you know, we, we hit on him earlier and, not much to say about him, but you know he he was uh, he was legit uh, this weekend and, and uh, threw just threw the ball over the yard and and he has he has a very very high ceiling you know and I I I could see him being better than Trevor Lawrence you know and in that division yeah yeah awesome. to, to compare you know to a, a similarly aged player but uh. You know, better than Lawrence, better than Fields, you know. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> better I, than Fields is a low bar. <laughs> yeah. I, I am uh, liking what I've seen from him, and, and he's the reason that they are where they are, and I'm going to be tuning into that that game this weekend for sure. That's on my list for sure to watch. All right. That's a good one. So my player of the week, I mean, we have to mention this guy, Josh Dobbs. was <laughs> with the Cardinals first eight weeks of the season, went one and seven was on a one and seven Cardinals team. He gets traded to the Vikings last Tuesday. So he gets there, he back, he gets, he, he's the backup. Uh, BYU legend, Jaron Hall gets hurt early in the game. First drive of the game. I want to say he comes in, doesn't know any of his teammates, barely knows any of his coaches and win and wins again and wins the game and had a great performance too. And now he went from being on a one and seven team, arguably the worst team in football to a play a, a, a playoff contender in Minnesota. Very impressive performance from Josh Dobbs. I don't have his stat line in front of me at the moment, but I mean I he from what I saw, he played really well against a you know his okay a, a okay-ish Falcons team. Like the Falcons aren't great, but they're not they're not a disaster. I mean that, that that's they're they're a somewhat respectable NFL team. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Josh Dobbs and um I think he could keep the Vikings in it. They're five and four. They'd be in the playoffs. The season ended today. So he is my player of the week. Yeah. You, you were asking about his stat line. I don't, I, I don't think his stat line was anything crazy, anything great, but it really didn't matter. You know? Yeah. He came in, you know, after that first drive and managed it, you know, and didn't, didn't turn the ball over or nothing like that. Did his job, you know, didn't, this guy's spectacular, but. Yeah, this guy's it obviously came in, came in, came through in the clutch at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. This guy's timeline is crazy. So last year, if you remember, he's with the Titans at the end of last year. He started that 
de facto mm-hmm. playoff game against the Jaguars. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember. So he started that game with the Titans. He gets signed by the Browns in the offseason to be the backup to Deshaun Watson. So he's with the Browns for the majority of the preseason. He gets traded to the Cardinals. He wins the starting job with Arizona. He goes one and seven, but like, come on, you're playing with the yes. fact that he won a game with that joke of a team is pretty impressive against against the Cowboys, too. Um, and then here he is in Minnesota being on a so that's four teams. He's been on four teams since the start of 2023. It's insane. Whatever that guy makes, it's not enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Andy's Andy's a rocket scientist. If you if you didn't know that also, he was a he has like a degree in rocket science from the University of Tennessee. So that's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. you're talking about how the they beat the Cowboys, the Cardinals. That might yeah. be a puzzling game in uh, this far, thus far. It's <laughs> a wild result to look back yeah. at. The Cardinals are uh they're 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 not very good. <laughs> no, they're not. I, I bet I bet he's happy to be to be out of there. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's on a contender now with yeah. the All, All right. right. Getting into our week ten preview. Uh, we're going to preview the three matchups of the week. Um, starting off with probably the game of the week, in my opinion. Um, it's going to be the Houston Texans traveling to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. And the game's in Cincinnati or is it? Oh, it's in Cincinnati or is it in Houston? It's in Cincy. Okay. Um, this The Texans have been home the last two games. Um, gotcha. <laughs> I'll start off on – actually, no, I'll, I'll return the favor. You you go ahead and start. Uh, give me your thoughts and give me your prediction for this game. Well, I'll start off by saying, like, if you told me that we'd be previewing a Texans game in Week 10, I would have told you you're nuts, but here we are. Um, Joe Burrow versus C.J. Stroud. I don't know how this game's not in prime time. It should have been flex instead of Jets, Raiders, whatever. Oh, Josh, oh. Zach Wilson versus Aiden O'Connell now, I guess. Is he their quarterback now? Yeah, it's a yeah. for the rest of the year. Gosh. Gross. Um, so, yeah, like I think this is this is the game I most look forward to watching simply because of the quarterbacks. I mean, Joe Burrow, uh, the Texans. So let's talk about the match of the game. The Texans defense is respectable. Like it's not. I think it's like a middle by most statistical metrics. It's like a middle of the pack defense. I could be wrong. They have a really um, good secondary. That's they have a good secondary. Derek Stingley. Uh, Jimmy Ward. So they, they have some uh, Jalen Petrie. So they have, they have some players in the secondary, but the Bengals obviously have some players at receiver. I think Burrow can have a good game passing. And I think you could really use the underneath passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, use chase and like shorter routes. Use, use Tyler Boyd. They threw the tight ends against the bills, which they I mean, their tight ends aren't anything special, but they both, they scored touchdowns against the bills. So utilize the tight ends. So I think that's where you could have success against Houston's defense. Um, so I'm not worried about burrow. I, th- I think he, he can continue his, I mean, if, if he can light up the Niners defense and the bills defense, I don't have, I have confidence that he can, he can beat the Texans defense. This will be a test for Stroud though. Cause he's on the road against a really good Bengals defense. They're, they're a top 10 defense. Um, like it's a road environment. Cincinnati's not exactly great weather, especially this time of the year. So, I mean, I, I think he's a good enough player where he can, I don't think he's going to fall apart, um, in this game. Um, there, they have some good young talent at receiver Nico Collins, I think is like top 10 in receiving yards this year. Second, third year guy at Michigan. They have a really good rapport tank Dell, the rookie, 
He scored the game winning touchdown. He's been really good for them this year. Um, but it's going to be tough against the bank. It's going to be a little tougher against the Bengals than it would, than it was against Tampa. Um, but like, I th- I mean, I, the Bengals, the Texans are fun. The Texans are a fun team, but I, the Bengals are a top five team in the NFL. And I think that'll be on display. So I think the Texans will come back down to earth a little bit. I think Stroud, I think Stroud will have a good game. Um, because he's shown that he can he can play well regardless of who he's who he's going up against, um, even in a tougher environment, which which, th- which this will be. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, I, but I do think the Bengals will pull away at the end. I think they're the far better team. Um, they'll move to six and three. The Texans will fall to four and five. So I'm going to go Bengals. Bengals thirty, Texans uh, twenty. Uh, give me the Bengals in a 10-point win. I, I think they can score 30 points this game. I I like that pick. Uh, I think – I think – I really do believe that the Bengals are going to uh, slow down Stroud, we'll say. We'll say slow down. Um, yeah. I really think that is the matchup of the game for me is, is the Bengals' defense versus the Texans' offense. And – the reverse matchup, the Bengals offense and the Texas defense, I just think the Bengals have a bigger advantage in that matchup versus the other matchup. And so I think that's what will be the edge is, is the Bengals offense and the, the Bengals defense doing just enough to slow them down and, and slow down that passing game. And um, I, I like when you brought up the the Bengals tight ends. Uh, they they used them a lot. Like they're using a couple different tight ends with Irv Smith and uh, I think it was Drew, uh, Drew Sample. Drew Sample, yeah, yeah Washington, like, Washington legend. Yeah, you just don't hear about them much, but um, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I like I like that analysis you gave. So uh, I'll probably just cut my analysis short a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, Bengals uh, to win uh, 27 to 21. Okay, so one possession game. I mean, I mean, I I think if the Texans can stay within one possession this game, that'd be a that'd be a win. moral victory for them. I'd say. Yeah. More um, moving on to the next game, late afternoon game. The Chargers have now even the record. They're four and four. So they're they're back to some relevancy here. Taking on a six and two Lions team coming off their bye. The game is in LA, but like it will be, you know, you know, you know the games in that stadium. It'll be the atmosphere. 90% Lions fans there. Um Justin Herbert, he's had a weird season. Um, he's not played great recently. He had a good game against the Bears on Sunday night football a couple weeks ago. Was not good at all against the Jets last Monday night, but the Jets defense is great. They shut down multiple great quarterbacks this year. So I'm not I'm not concerned, overly concerned there. Um Jack, I'll let since I started last one, I'll let you give your thoughts on this one. Chargers, Lions, two teams. Chargers are trending upwards. The Lions have kind of been kind of consistent outside of one stinker in Baltimore. They've been consistent all year. So what are your thoughts on this one? Who wins and why? Uh, I think you laid it out good there. Um, Lions have been kind of just chugging along a little bit and Chargers have been slowly getting better, but not anything to where you're running home about. Uh, they just came out of uh, the Jets with a, a victory. Very, very poorly played game. By the way, shout out Keenan Allen, one of the best catches I've ever seen in that game. Yeah, that was a very impressive catch, especially for a third world. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, I think this is a int- very intriguing game. Um, two good offenses. 
Lions have a really good defense. Chargers not so much, but they're getting better. Um, I'm trying to think of an edge in this game. Um, I think I like what I see with the Lions rushing offense. I think their rushing offense is one of the best in the league right now. Um, I like that aspect of their game, and I don't think that's something that the Chargers necessarily have much of. So, I, 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 And I think both passing offenses are pretty good too. Um, so having said that, I think I'm going to give the edge to the Lions in this one. I don't feel super comfortable about it because I could easily see the Chargers pulling this one off and everyone's going to be like, what the heck? Like, where have the Chargers mm-hmm. been this, all this season? And and then they're going to go lose next week to where they're playing by, you know, in heartbreaking fashion. But um, I think the Lions are going to pull this one out. I think they're going to put up a good showing and, and put up 34 points. Um, and the Chargers are going to be competitive and they're going to keep it somewhat close. I think they're going to be – it's going to be 34 to 28-ish, maybe 30-ish. But – I think Herbert will do his best to to keeping them in the game like usual. And, you know, he, he got kind of banged up last week. I don't know if you saw we're watching the game, but his hand was, like, wrapped up. Like, Yeah, I, I was writing a paper throughout the game, and, it, like, I, I, I signed it on, but I was kind of, like, look, glancing at it. I worked at the paper during the commercial. It, was, it wasn't really much of a game to, like, miss, to be honest with you. It wasn't much of a game thanks to Zach Wilson and the Jets. Um, so you like that? What was the, your score prediction? You, you have the Lions winning. Let's go 34 30. Let's do 30, that. Oh, okay. So kind of like a high scoring affair here. Yeah. Um, so whenever we do these previews, I always point out who I think the better team is. The Lions are the better team. Um, the Chargers have been better, but like, let's look at who they've beat the Bears, bottom three team in the NFL, and the Jets, who. Great defense, incompetent offense with Wilson at quarterback. Um, so it's just they haven't really – the wins aren't like that. I mean, congrats on the win, but, like, if you lost those games, it would be yikes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think the Lions win this game. I don't think – I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be like a two-possession win. I think – give me the Lions by 10. Um, just because I think the Chargers' rushing defense still stinks – uh, their pass rush has been good. Bo- Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack have been they've, – they've been really good these last few weeks. Um, so their pass rush is really turning on. Their running defense is still not great. Um, their passing defense also stinks too. So I think Goff can have a good game here. Get him on – get the ball to him on St. Brown. Get it to Sam Laporta. Um, we'll see how they acclimate Donovan Peoples-Jones, who they traded for last week. So I think this will be a good game for the Lions com- coming off their bye – playing a mediocre team. I know it's on the road, but is it's not really on the road when you're playing the Chargers or the Ram or the Rams for that matter. Um so I, I think the Lions will just they're the better team. They'll show it. Give me Lions Lions 27. Ah, I said it would be a I think it'll be a one possession game. I think I think Herbert can score 20 points. Give me Lions 27, Chargers 20. Herbert will play better in this game than he did against the Jets. Um you know, I mean the Lions their defense is How's their what's their defensive rankings? Because from what I've seen, their defense is pretty good. And it's not great, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. Um, but I think Al Keenan Allen could do some damage against them. Eckler could maybe do some damage against them. 
Um, so I think the Chargers will score some points, but I don't think it'll be enough. Uh, so, yeah, it's just kind of my thoughts on the game. One of like two, one of very few good games that I'm actually excited for this weekend. So, yeah, Chargers 27, Lions 20. Looks like we're in unison on that pick. Um, like we've been in unison, we've been in unison with the Lions all year. So I don't, not surprising to me. Yeah. Um, going into our third and final matchup of the week, uh, kind of an interesting game. Not not too great of a game, but uh, it's the Saints traveling to Minnesota to play the Vikings and Josh Dobbs' debut at home. And yes. that should be interesting to see that angle of it and see, you know. I'm sure the fans will pack the place and and be rooting for him, and it'll, it'll be interesting to see if he starts because I don't know if Hall's probably no. Starting. He'll start. He'll start. Yeah. yeah. Hall, who, who, pressure protocol. Hall, Aaron Hall's hurt. Like, there's no one else they'd start. Yeah. Uh, so that that'll be interesting to see. I'll start off on this one. Um, I I like I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Saints lately. Yet they haven't played great competition, mind you. Since it's been they've won two straight. It's been the, the Colts and the Bears. That, yeah, yeah. So it's not been great competition by any means, but they're doing what they should. They're taking care of business. Um, Derek Carr is getting going a little bit. Uh, I've always liked Derek Carr. I don't get the disrespect, kind of like Kirk Cousins. I've always liked yeah. Carr. Uh, he's, he's not an outstanding quarterback, but uh, he, he's he, he's a competent NFL quarterback. Let's yeah, that yeah one. he is. Yeah, with good arm strength, good accuracy. Sometimes he misses the intangibles. You know, he's not – he makes dumb decisions sometimes. He, sometimes he, he – uh, his pocket awareness is, is hit or miss. But, yeah, um, I, I like what I'm seeing from the Saints here. And I I see I, I see them pulling out the victory here. And I do think the Vikings, I could see them winning too somehow with, with Dobbs at, at the helm. But – they're going to keep it close and they're going to be competitive, but I just, I don't know. Eventually the dam's going to break on them and, and some team's going to get ahead of them by, you know, two touchdowns against the Vikings and they're not going to be able to come back because their offense is not built for at this point, you know? So they do. I saw a report. Justin Jefferson might be back for this game. uh, Probably a week too, too soon. If I had to guess, but but yeah, if he comes back, okay, then maybe we're looking at something different here, but I just don't know if the Vikings offense, you know, is built for that. And I, I think the Saints defense is a different animal than the Falcons. Like, let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> but so I, I see the I see the Saints coming out with this one. Um, let's say let's say twenty one to seventeen. Twenty one seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So um yeah, so like you said, the Saints Bit of a rough start to the year. They were three and four at that pretty bad performance against Jacksonville on Thursday night football. They did make it that game interesting at the end, but like it was largely a poor performance. Two straight wins, though. But, but like you said, the Colts and the Bears aren't exactly um not exactly uh Super Bowl contenders, but they did what they had to do. They won those games. They're five and four. They're leading their division. I don't know if you remember, but in our preseason predictions, I predict the Saints to be the one seed this year. Uh, I was kind of high in the I was kind of high in them going to the year. Um, that's not going to happen, but they'll at least – I still think they'll win that division and it look, as they are currently. Um, the worst division in football. <laughs> yeah, that division. My, my, my God. We've been seeing that for weeks now. It's just it, – like, it, it should be 
I, it should be relegated to the whack. I mean, it's it's basically what it is. It's, okay. it, it's bad. Uh, but the Saints are the only team in that division that's like, you know, a legitimate, somewhat legitimate team. Um, I think they'll win this game. I think the Josh Dobbs kind of, I, I like Josh Dobbs a lot, but I think the hunt, the uh, honeymoon's going to end a little bit here um, because the Saints will have tape on him. Uh, they'll obviously they'll have tape on him from when he was with the Cardinals uh, this most recent game. Saints have a pretty good defense too. Um, so I think it will be a little tougher, um, especially if Jefferson doesn't play. I know it's at home, so you have that factor. Um, but like, I just don't know without Jeff. If Jefferson doesn't play, I'm not sure how Dobbs is going to like manufacture a whole lot of offense against this defense. Uh, against, I, th- I think the Saints are a borderline top ten defense. Yeah, if, if, if not top ten. Yeah, uh, I I don't really check statistical metrics, but like based on like. I test and the scores their games that outside of one kind of weird game against the Colts, they've been good defensively this year. So I think that'll, that'll hold true in this game. I think they could give Dobbs some issues. They'll move to six and four further their lead in the NFC South. So that'll be good for them. Um, and then they'll, they'll get rolling a little bit here. They have a really easy schedule for the remainder of the year. So don't be shocked if this, I would not be shocked if the saints have like 12 or 11 or 12 wins this year based on their schedule. Cause it feels like, They've had some get right games here, um, and they'll keep it rolling against a uh, uh, undermanned Vikings team. So I'm going to say Saints 24, Vikings 14. Give me a Saints and a 10 point win. It, you know, it always feels like the Saints are in that 20 point range. You know, yeah, they always score 20 to 24 points. Their offense has been better of, of late. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see if they can. If we'll see if they found something at the end of that uh, second half of that. Jaguars game on Thursday night weeks ago because um, it appears it appeared as if they did. Moving into our final segment of the episode, uh, this is going to be a buy or sell uh, deal, and uh, I'm going to ask Owen uh, th- three, four questions, uh, and he's going to give me a buy or sell response and a reason why. So, Owen, uh, my first question to you: buy or sell? Aaron Rodgers will be will make it back before the playoffs if they get there if they get there um i, well, I don't know if they get there because i don't know if they could <laughs> Let, let's assume that they do let's assume they do let's they assume they, they pull out enough wins <sighs> man he's he's working out you know he's... yeah this is a tough one i i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy i, I think he will which is insane because there were talks about his career being. If we remember, we our our second podcast episode after he ruptured his Achilles, there were talks about his career being over. You know, there were talks about that being the last play of his career, and now there's legitimate speculation about him being back at the end of the season. So I'm gonna buy now. If they if they falter here and they tank and they're like. I don't know, brutal or like five and eight or something like that. I don't think he will. I don't think he'll he'll risk that if they're out of it. Uh, but if they stay in it and their defense is good enough, they could at least keep kind of keep them in it. I think he's going to try to, and I think he will. So I'm going to buy, which is insane. I think I, insane. I, I'm agreeing with you there. I buy it too for your your exact reasons. Um, all right, we'll do two more. Uh. 
buy or sell, the Bengals are back to being Super Bowl contenders. Oh, buy for sure. Buy. So you had them making the Super Bowl this year, right? Yeah. Them and uh, Cincy versus Philly. Yeah. I them in, yeah, bye. They're back. They're they're Super Bowl contenders for sure. Even if they don't win that, I don't know if they'll catch Baltimore for the division. Even if they don't, I, I still think they're a dangerous team. So I'm gonna buy. They they're so back. Uh all right. Last one here. All right. So this is gonna be a kind of a fantasy angle on things. So I'm gonna ask it in that way. Bijan Robinson is the bust of the year for fantasy. I mean, it I, I suppose, but it's not really his fault. Arthur Smith hates him. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, he's obviously at the beginning of the year, you saw how much talent saw, he's saw how much talent he had in those first couple games. Um, so I, I guess you could say he is, but it's not his fault. I mean, he's I think he's a really good player, but like for whatever reason, Arthur Smith just Tyler Algier, who's also a pretty good back, must have very incriminating pictures of Arthur Smith. We're comparing uh, a Ferrari to a, a Camaro. Like, yeah, Tyler Algier's good. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player, but like, he's not Bijan Robinson. I, I don't really get it. So buy, but it's not his fault. And I, I say this, I say this as a Bijan Robinson fantasy owner. I, 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 I despise Arthur Smith for this reason. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, what he does. He's getting a lot of hate on Twitter and at yeah. every press conference he has to answer questions about it, but it's his own fault, you know. Why would I you mean, use your why not? Here's an idea. Use your best players. At the I goal mean, line, especially. He's a goal yeah, line. Yeah, like you're four and five. You're a mediocre football team. Not terrible, but mediocre. Give the ball to Bajan Robinson. Give the ball to Kyle Pitts. Should not should not be that difficult of a concept if you want to win games and possibly win that <laughs> joke, joke of a division. Yeah, that, that, that is facts. That's facts for sure. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the latest edition of the Unlimited NFL Podcast. It's been pretty fun to talk football with you, Owen, tonight. Uh, hopefully you, you enjoyed it. Yes, looking forward. You want to give I was going to say looking forward to week 10. This week is going to test how much we love the NFL because there are some, there are some rough games this week, uh, especially in, specifically in primetime starting off with – Bears Panthers tomorrow night. So we'll have fun with that, but I'll watch regardless. Uh, Great talking with you, Jack, and we will see you next week.